Welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leela McRae. So, after last week's games of just being boring, lopsided, not fun <laughs> for the most part, this week's games were just like, that was cool. That's exciting. Oh my gosh. What just happened? Um, all of them end in a walk off. The last game, the best of all with the Chiefs and the Bills. But I, I guess let's, I, I want to start with the chronological order, but the Bengals and Titans game, that was the worst game. I mean, it was close, but that was the worst game. Like watching that game, I was like, man, I hate both of these teams and whoever wins in the Chiefs-Bills game is going to dog walk <laughs> this other team. I, I, I mean, I, I watched a decent amount of that one. There might have been uh, a halftime doze that bled into the third quarter, and I missed some of the excitement. But I did watch the whole fourth quarter uh, after watching most of the first half. I mean, it was a good game. Like, as it was on, I was like, okay, like, entertaining game. It came down to a kick. Like, what, what more can you ask for? But then <laughs> every other game gave me a little bit more, you know, more, you know, swing and points and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, that, that first one was solid. I mean, Joe Burrow is a star. I mean, that, that guy is. He keeps proving it week after week. Everybody's talking about all these different quarterbacks. We'll get to a couple of them in the later game. But, I, you know, he's a star. They have a good offense. And, and I picked that upset. That was the only game uh, upset that I picked correctly. I, and it was just because the gambling odds were better and I could win more money if I included it in my parlay. So, you know, I, I, I wasn't deep into like, oh, yes, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to win. And it was felt so dirty as a Steelers fan to be like pulling for the Bengals. I did not like that. Um, but, hey, they won. And I was smart for like a solid three hours. And then and then the 49ers won. Yeah. I thought the Bengals offensive line would be an issue. And it was. And. It just turns out that Ryan Tannehill is allergic to scoring touchdowns. Um, that the first play of the game, I didn't even get the game on before he turned it over the yeah, first time. I, yeah, like I, I was getting ready to sit down and like I turned it on. I was like, oh, OK, I guess the Bengals got the ball first. And then I'm watching a highlight package well into the game. And they're like, oh, let's flash back to the beginning of the game when Ryan Tannehill throws. It, it might have even been at halftime. Ryan Tannehill's first play of the game. And I was like, what is yeah. he doing? And then the last play of the game that they're on offense. And that was another one where I'm like, what are you doing? Like, don't be an idiot. It, it felt like tennis or uh, Cincinnati was okay with. All right, let's, let's see if Tannehill can beat us. Like they did a good job containing uh, Henry being back. And, you know, he didn't run poorly. He just was contained. You know, he had his moments, but he just wasn't able to rip a bunch off because the defense was kind of focused on him. They said, all right, Tannehill beat us. And, He's, he's not capable of doing that in playoff football. Like, that's that's not him. So, you know, I, yeah, yeah, that they'll they'll stick with him, I'm, I would assume. But that's an issue, and, and they're going to have to get a more well-rounded offense to where they have multiple options at running back and, and then maybe find a weapon for him on the outside. That's, I mean, I guess Julio well, Jones is out there. You have Brown, but, too. A.J. Brown and... Yeah, Julio Jones are good weapons. Good That's a good point. I don't know. Like it just those those weapons didn't seem to help them this weekend. So I don't I don't know. I, I like the run heavy offense that they produce, but it, it it fell up short against a lower seeded team that 
you know, you think about two weeks ago, I mean, they barely make the playoffs against the Raiders, you know, the Raiders nearly were going to be in. And uh, I guess the Chargers and uh, Raiders played. Um, I'm a little bit off on what I'm saying, but the Bengals, like, they won their game and everybody was like, okay, the Bengals have optimized what they can do. They won their playoff game last week and they optimized what they can do. And there's no chance against it. And, and like, they were there from the beginning. They were ready to go. And, and it's just been a great run for them. And it, and it's put Burrow star even higher, but I, I, I think it's a disappointment in Tennessee. I, I guess that's where I'm trying to get to is that that's a disappointment from Tennessee. You, you know, you look at these games sometimes where, I'm really surprised they lost. I'm really surprised Tennessee lost that game, even even though I bet against it. I it, it, I'm still surprised Tennessee lost. When I sit back and look, I'm surprised. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to lose. Um, I I picked them, uh, but yeah. I think I might have even been my most confident game. Um, that I thought the outcome. That's uh, you and everybody on but TV. This I, I just. That was, I will say this, that was the worst one seed that I can remember. Like, when I, that was the thing I couldn't believe going into the playoffs. They're like, oh, the Titans, you know, they're the team with the bye. And I was like, my God, how? Like, I, it I, just was not, it's just not a team that screams like this is a really good football team. Now, I think, I think what helps them is their division. They play the Colts, who collapsed down the stretch. They played the Jags twice. And they play the Texans twice. So that's a weak division. I think that helps them a little bit. But you got to win other games. And they had the best record in the AFC. And you just look at some of the other teams, right? You look at the Chiefs. You look at the Bills. And you're like, how did those, how did those teams not have better records? And even the Bengals. Like, sitting now, I'm like, yeah, I mean, the Bengals at times looked pretty good. But it was their offensive line that made them a little bit shaky and Joe Burrow being still fairly young. And there'd be occasional games where you're like, oh, that's not a smart thing to do with the ball. But you could just throw the ball up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think it's about to be midnight for Cinderella there. I well, do not yeah, see them beating the Chiefs. Like that's a yeah. big spread for a reason. Yep. But the, and the second game, the second game is the game I'll watch the least this weekend, just with other activities. To, oh, that to was a good game, though. Had. And it was a really good game. I was aware of the score. I mean, Green Bay scored early. I saw that. And then basically while, while I didn't watch, very little happened on the, on the scoreboard, but plenty of good back and forth, you know, defensive football. Um, but I picked it up where it got interesting shortly before the blocked punt in the end zone or right in front of the end zone, and they pick it up and go in. And then, you know, it's San Francisco's momentum from there, and, and they get the win. And, I, I you know, that's probably – Aaron Rodgers, the one seed on that side, going down. I thought that was fairly surprising. I think the things that went against that was 49ers have had it have had their number in the playoffs for a while now mm-hmm. with Aaron Rodgers there um, and this coaching staff. So, you know, there's a little bit of something there. Also, playing at Green Bay in the playoffs is not some kind of given anymore. I, I know Michael Vick, I think, took the Falcons in there and kind of broke up the streak of green bay winning at home in the playoffs and ever since then though there's been losses and so i it was an it wasn't as shocking i don't know i guess it was just i i didn't pick it i picked i think green bay packers to win because you know i'm setting up packers 
bucks probably you know that's what you think's gonna happen and okay and yeah i i still was paying attention to some of that. and that's the text i sent you that during the middle of the week i said these saturday games could be interesting and and it wasn't so much i was calling upsets then but i was calling these are gonna be good games like i i think i was listening to a lot of the public you know the guys on tv the noise on tv and it just seemed like a lot of people were like oh yeah those are the two giving games of the weekend this and that and i just started you know, pulling it apart. Now, when my when I put my money where my mouth was, I didn't do that. But I wasn't surprised they were good games. But I guess for both of them to be upsets, I was really surprised at the end of the night. I, I kind of figured in this game, the Packers, I knew the 49ers defense would be good. I knew they would slow down the Packers offense, but I didn't think they would put it to a grinding halt. And I just kind of thought that the Packers offense would be better. And it wasn't. And so... No. Oh. That, that was a game where multiple times the Packers would move the ball a little bit and then just stall, and you'd be like, man. And the 49ers' offense was dreadful. I mean, it was god-awful the entire it, game. Thank goodness for their the special game, yeah. teams because otherwise they would not have won the game. And this is another one. I know the 49ers have beaten the Rams twice this year. I know the 49ers are really good, and they've beaten two high-powered offenses already. I don't see them winning another game. I just don't. That offense is so, so bad. The Packers defense isn't good. So Jimmy Garoppolo not throwing for 150 yards against the Green Bay Packers defense is not great and would give me cause for concern if I was a 49ers fan. Because now you're going to face a defense that actually is good, and they're going to put pressure on the 49ers. And I maybe they get another huge day on special teams. Maybe they block a punt with the Rams and maybe they, the Rams kicker misses a bunch of field goals and the 49ers gets, get a timely turnover or two. Cause Matt Stafford is good for at least two of those picks a game. It seems like, and then you can get maybe a touchdown by accident and, and find a way to win that game. But I, I think you're asking a lot of your defense and I just think the Rams will find a way and now we'll bleed into the, Sunday games watching the Rams absolutely burn the Buccaneers deep was magical that was my favorite I the Bucks scared me when they scored their touchdown I was like damn it I hate football this is so stupid it's a big comeback before. I mean, it's such a big swing out of all these games being so. Oh good, yeah, this is the game that had some big separation. Uh, it was twenty to three at halftime. Should have been twenty-seven to three at halftime. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was one-sided game. And I, I texted in the middle of the third quarter, "Hey, I'm glad Tom Brady's out of this." Well, that was the curse. I mean, and Tom Brady came all the way back. But yes, those long plays late were huge and, and great to watch. And it was a game where you know. Once Matt Stafford got that last deep ball and set them up for a field goal, I was sitting there. I was like, man, like I just so many times in that game. And then the last game, the Chiefs bills, I don't know. There's going to be some defensive coordinators that are like losing their minds at the number of players that were just beat deep. Just number one coaching with that little time (laughs) left in the game. You're like, hey, guys, you just can't get beat deep. And both games, I saw people running down the field middle past the, the defenders. Field. Yeah, yes. in the middle of the field. And I'm like, what are you doing? And, yes, I loved the Rams getting that game-winning field goal there at the end. I love the Chiefs finding a way to get it into overtime and then win it in overtime. That was amazing. And, um, wow. My, I, 
my respect level for Josh Allen really increased. I'm not saying yeah. I was huge down on him, but man, that guy did everything he can to win that game, and nothing with that loss is on him. That defense is that the loss is on the defense, the number one defense in NFL. It's on them because Josh Allen did absolutely everything he could, hit his weapons, got him open, failed him open, hit him open, just made him open. I mean, there was some of those throws like he just threw it to the spot they had it. That player had to get to. And he had him there. Like he, I absolutely have increased respect for Josh Allen, and I'm looking forward to to more. I know, I know they were in this game last year. They were in the AFC Championship last year at Kansas City. So I, it's not like I've been ignoring him. He is good, but this game really took it up for me, and I have a lot of respect for him. But I, I mean, the defense has got to stop somebody at some point. You you, you got to stop him at the end of the game, or in overtime, or at some point. You know, off this isn't you know, a three point competition where each team gets the chance to shoot. This is overtime. Like half of your team has to play football correctly for you to win. And when they don't and in a full way now, I mean, it used to be, it didn't matter how you scored. If you scored first, you won. Well, now you got to score the touchdown. If you just give it up and especially that quick, like, yeah, you lost, you lost the overtime rule. Doesn't bug me right now. It bugs me in general. I don't think it's good for the last 10 years or whenever yeah. they changed it. I, I don't like it. So I'm not going to get mad about it now. This is one of, a, what, 11 games in the playoffs that have been decided? Like, I, <laughs> I just don't – I'm not going to get mad at it now. Yeah, I'd like them, I'd like them to change the overtime rule, sure. period, but not just because of this game. Um, and, I don't mind each team. Each team, like, gets to possess the ball in overtime. I'm fine with that idea. Yeah. But, but if this is the rule all season, and, yeah. <laughs> and it's what it was coming out, I'm just not going to get mad about it right now. Like – Bills play some defense, and you you have a chance to win. You didn't, so you don't. Yeah, I mean they are going against the best quarterback in the NFL, maybe. But <laughs> play um, as half of your team. Like, it, I will say this: like, in the overtime period where the Chiefs were running the ball like way more than I wanted them to, um, I was screaming at my television like, "What are you doing? They literally can't stop you passing the ball. Like, just score a, a touchdown so I can go to bed, and then." They hit Travis Kelsey, which means an investment pays off on the very last play of the game, which I was very much enjoying. Um, I mean, the 13 seconds, right before regulation. Like, I thought that was it. I was like, wow, Josh Allen left, did it perfectly. And then you leave Travis Kelsey wide open in the middle of the field. They go from the 25 to field goal range in 13 seconds a week before. And I will say this. Not. People that being like. I couldn't do anything with 13 seconds. Yeah, people being like, nothing. oh, the Bills should have done a squib kick. Why? That wasn't the problem. That's what I'm saying. That wasn't Agreed the problem. No, that's not the problem. Tony Romo said it in a moment. And then immediately I start hearing people, well, he was right. He was right. A once in a lifetime thing happened. I don't want that dude. To have the football in on a special teams, especially on a squib where the ball rolls around, coverage gets spread out more, or get, or they get in front of coverage, and then he just has to beat three people. I want to get everything set, everybody set like they did, call a timeout after I see how they line up like they did, and then have my safeties behind them. That's what I want. Did it work? No, but no, the squib, I had no problem. Because the Chiefs had timeouts, so the Chiefs would have called a timeout set. anyway. Like that was that was so dumb to me. I was, and when he said it out loud in the moment, I was like, "Why?" So he has a short field. That makes no sense. Yeah, so I want him to have to go to as long as possible. You kick it yeah. to the moon. You Dwight Schrute right. say, "Send it to the moon, you idiot," and you tell your kicker to boot it out of the end zone. I said the same thing today. I I, I, I thought that was such a dumb thing to say out loud. I thought the people 
tweeting it on Twitter were dumb too because I'm like it, the Chiefs didn't. didn't. It's not like the Chiefs went into that drive with no timeouts. It was actually the one game where both coaches <laughs> managed the clock yeah, perfectly and had all their yeah. timeouts. I was like, how is this possible? Because I was like, why? Why am I in the last minute of this game and all both coaches have all three of their timeouts? Like, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, it was good. It was so good. So was that? I, I mean. There's a lot of numbers that suggest that what everybody's saying is accurate. That was the best. I think it was you know, best weekend of NFL football ever. I, I I don't know how it gets any better. I don't know how it gets any better. You had four playoff games. Every single one was a walk off. Three of them field goals. The last one, a walk off touchdown in overtime. And, and I think three of them being underdogs, being the road teams makes a difference, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that plays into that. Yeah, and, and uh, the yeah, you're right. The Chiefs, the only favorite that won. Um, but I will say this: the Rams beating the Bucks. I saw that coming. I and I said that on this podcast last week before we knew yeah. the Rams were the team. I said the Buccaneers do not want to see the Rams because the Rams can get back there. They're going to pop Tom Brady, get him uncomfortable, and that's exactly what they did in that first half. It's why the Buccaneers' offense was lethargic in the first half. They couldn't protect Tom Brady. Tom Brady even got up and screamed at an official about his bloody lip that he got from playing football. And I hope the official just looked at him and said, hey, Tom, it's football. Like, maybe grow up. But you think he's done? No. I want I him to be, but he's not done. I don't think he is either. I, I'm not saying he has to go out with the Super Bowl championship. I just, I just don't think that's it. Like, I, I don't think. I'll say this. I don't know how many more of those are coming. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, like I, yeah, I guess I'm, that's what I was trying to say. Like, I don't, I don't think he's going to stay until he wins the Super Bowl now. I just think, like. I just don't think that's it. I think next year could be, but I don't think that's it. You're saying Sean Payton's might be getting out of New Orleans. Tonight on Twitter. Oh. I didn't and see Schefter that. and people. Yeah. Huh. I, it, it's surprising, but he won't be out long. I mean, if he goes out, he'll. Oh, the Saints are going to get rid of him? That would be a bad idea. Oh, I think he's leaving. But oh. I think he'll sit out like a year and then be back somewhere. I don't know. Maybe he wants to be done. I don't know. But conference championships are now Bengals-Chiefs. I would ride the Chiefs hard. And then Rams and 49ers. I've already said I think the Rams, third time's the charm, and they finally beat the 49ers for the first time. What's the bigger difference? Chiefs and Bengals. I think the Bengals, ha-ha, hilarious. You've beaten two teams. You've been on a roll. Uh, Joe Burrow's talking about he's tired of being the underdog. We're here to make noise. Cool. I, they're gonna, you know what? That's gonna be a blowout. That won't even be a close game. The Chiefs will absolutely fun. blow them off the face of the earth. And I think both Patrick Mahomes is too nice of a guy, but I wish he would say that's why you're an underdog. Go back to Cincinnati <laughs> where dreams go to die. You loser. They've they've already in a sense overachieved. So like, that's good too. But. I think they're both going to be blowouts. I think I already I think don't like Joe Burrow. Everything we've uh, we got this weekend, we're going to pay for this week, and uh, they're not going to be that good of games. But I'll watch. Oh, I think the 49ers Rams game has the potential to be good. I think that one might be a good game, but I don't think the Chiefs Bengals game is good. I think the Chiefs Bengals game is going to be a runaway. You can cue the Bon Jovi on that one. Well, the whole schedule pushed a week and including the Super Bowl, so it'll still be two weeks for Super Bowl. So we will have plenty of time to talk about next week's game and then the week after that, two weeks, talk about Super Bowl. So Wow, um, lucky us. Yeah, yeah, lucky us. Um, 
What else have we been watching? I'm watching right now on Monday night as we record uh, Virginia Tech play North Carolina. And uh, we started out bad, and then we came back, and now we're kind of having a bad time again. Because that's what our team does. We can't play good for any complete extended time. (laughs) Even when we win games, like against NC State, we start out great and then have to hold on by the skin of our teeth like we did last week. Um, But we're just not – not as good as I want us to be. I, we continue not to be good at guard. And I like Mutz. I like the fire he brings. I, I don't really have anything to say bad about Mutz. I'd like to not depend on Couture the way we do because of our point guard play. But I like him. Um, but our shooting just isn't what it needs to be. Like, we're dependent on three-point shot, and it's just not falling. Yeah, we don't make enough shots. Um... Right. I, I just watched us brick an open mid-range jumper. That's standard. And yeah. then get called for a foul. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, I, this team, uh, look, I said it a few weeks ago, they're just not good enough. We don't have good enough players yet. I'm hoping the recruiting classes that are so strong that we're getting, I hope those guys come in the door. I hope they stay. And I hope Coach Young can build something there. That These is, guys I think right he will. Now, I, I, yeah. He's done so much right. I just think this was a little miscalculation on, having a little bit too we much were, faith in what, what yeah. we had. And it's just not, it didn't come together. Well, that and, and uh, relying on the Wofford transfer portal. Like, yeah. I know well, that's, that's where he's from. I don't want any more players from Wofford. I still think we have some wins ahead of us, but it's just not going to make enough of a difference to, you know, it's get us not a tournament team. or anything. Yeah, but I still think we, we're going to beat some teams because I think we've shown against these good teams, like, we can be good. It's just we're not good long enough. And and I think that'll develop, and I think it'll help lead us into next year. But for the time being, just not what we wanted this year and not what we thought we were going to have from early. But UVA, they struggled early, and now, you know, they're, they're winning like you kind of expect them to. And they get picked up another win on Monday night against Louisville. So I, I'm not, you know, saying that's some kind of huge indicator, but nice solid win. That's but they win. have a showdown Notre Dame this weekend. And I think a lot of UVA fans that I was talking to this morning were, you know, looking ahead to that and pretty excited about that. Cause they thought that, you know, I think they were kind of assuming a win on Monday night. They thought a win in Notre Dame would kind of have righted the ship in their minds. So, you know, they're not talking about fire and Tony Bennett anymore. It's good. You know? <laughs> yeah. Level headed is always good there. Um, they didn't like the lost NC state, but, but I, they're getting it right. Yeah, I think they're going to be fine. Um, But, you know, last week you were asking, like, who's good in college basketball? And I did, outside of the NFL games. Well, I haven't seen Arizona (laughs) play yet. But outside of the uh, NFL playoff (laughs) games, I did watch some Big 12 and some SEC basketball and some Big 10 basketball. You watched that Kentucky-Auburn? I did. I watched Kentucky-Auburn. I watched some of Kansas-Oklahoma. Um Shoot, Kansas didn't – or it was Kansas, Kansas State. Pretty sure they played Oklahoma. On Saturday, it was Kansas, Kansas State. Maybe I didn't watch them then. Maybe I watched Kansas Oklahoma. State was like winning the whole play? game. Kansas went up like right at the end, and that was the only time they were leading in that game. I watched Kansas play somebody else. I'm almost positive. But um, – during the week? Maybe. Maybe it was during the maybe. week. But um, – yeah. Regardless, it was uh, a game where I was just kind of like, okay. um," And you look at that conference, I think the Big 12 especially, it's extremely deep. 
Like, those are some really good basketball teams. The SEC is really good this year because you have Kentucky, you have Auburn, you have Alabama. Um, Florida is good. So it's just a lot. When you look at the ACC this year and you're like, man, we're not, all these teams are beating up on each other. Is it possible that the media is not giving the ACC enough credit? No, it's just the ACC's bad. Like, I've, I've watched some ACC. I've watched some Big 12 and SEC. I've watched enough Big 10 now. I'm like, okay, those are like the big four usually. Uh, and then the Pac-12, I haven't seen Arizona, but they're tearing up the world, so I would assume they're probably pretty good. But I, had, I wasn't even aware they were in the top ten. I just was completely lost. When I saw Arizona at three, I was like, I must have just skipped past their name every week when I look at these rankings. I, I, I haven't watched them play for a second. But, uh, yeah, it's – the ACC is at best fourth, probably not even that good in terms of, like, conference quality this season. It's just not. Yeah, I mean – I'm just not as shaken as everybody else on that. Like it's, it's been the best conference for a long time. There's been other years. It's not been the best conference. And this is, this is one of those years when you, when you have North Carolina and Duke recruiting the way they are, I just don't think they're both not going to be in the top five. Well, okay. But both of them are going, UNC is going through theirs right now. Duke is going to have theirs next year where they've got the, the longtime legends are leaving. What does that do to your conference? I don't know. They're still picking up multiple McDonald's All-Americans. I, I, I struggle with the idea that Duke is just going to be. North Carolina said multiple All-Americans for years now, and they haven't been the same North Carolina. We're making them go to class now, though, man. Well, like then maybe classes. they're doing too Actual much in, in terms of Friday Night Lights. Maybe they're doing too much learning at that school. I don't know. Like, <laughs> They're not the same. They're not this North Carolina that I think is I can pencil into the Final Four. Like, That's not the North Carolina team I'm watching. Oh, no, man. I, Duke's been the more consistent program throughout my lifetime. Coach K's ever been since, there a long time, though. Ever since. They weren't um, great before Coach K. They might not be great after Coach K. Ever, ever since Dean Smith retired, they had a real bad low right after that. They had the Daughtry years. I mean, yeah. like, they've had their downs. They've had their ups and downs, and their ups can be pretty darn good. But, I, yeah, at Duke, I just don't see Duke just completely falling off. I, I still think they're going to be a top five program. And, and until I actually see it not that is, is when I'll stop. I'd say the other I, problem, though, is, like, Miami this year is good. Miami and Florida State are good. I think those are the two best teams in the ACC. Like, I watch them play. We're used to Florida. Florida State's been up for a while. Yeah, but I watched them play this weekend, too. And that was another one where I was like, at halftime, Miami's down 24. And I'm like, well, crap. Because Miami had been my investment cash cow. I was telling you about my my college basketball parlay. That was the other game that got me. That was Miami, Florida State beating Miami. But did you watch the second half? Because, my goodness, I went from not interested at all to Miami having a chance at the buzzer to win the game. Nope. I uh, didn't watch it. I saw they were way down, stopped paying attention because I knew my parlay was busted, and then I saw that it didn't work. I didn't even see the final score. I didn't even know they came back. <laughs> they came all the way back. I mean, they played great defense in the second half, made some big shots. They just didn't make the biggest one of all. Heartbreaking stuff there. But You watched Kansas and Oklahoma play last Tuesday. Was it last Tuesday? Kansas Did I watch Kansas? Maybe I didn't watch Kansas this weekend. I don't know. Kansas played Kansas State 178-75. They didn't lead in that game until the last minute. They're playing right now against Texas Tech. 
Yeah, I stayed away from that. Um, Texas Tech's good. <laughs> but women's basketball, VCU got a much-needed win on the road at Davidson. So that win sets up a big game with St. Louis on Wednesday. Uh, hope that everyone that is not able to be there will watch on ESPN Plus at 6 p.m. at the tip-off when they play the Billikens. Uh, it's an important game for VCU. Every game is kind of important now. You want as good of a seat as you can get as you get ready to go into the A-10, and they've only got three home games left, so they need yeah. to win every single one of these, I kind of feel like, and then steal some on the road to really maximize their seed and avoid a tough matchup in that first round of the A-10 tournament. I really jumped into some high school basketball reading and watching. Um, and so I feel, I feel up to date now on the high school basketball, the, the four teams, they're headed in opposite directions. Like that's all I've picked up on Fort boys started out good this season and they have just really fallen off. Uh, they've lost four straight um, losing the gap last week. Uh, they're sitting at four and seven overall, only one and three in the district. Um, so not good there, but the Fort girls, with Coach Gale, got it going on. They're 4-0 in the district, 8-2. Um, and two. They played Harrisonburg on Monday night. I don't have finals for the boys or girls. Um, they're probably out there now, but when we started recording, they weren't, weren't there. So they, they've been good. So that's, I think, a real interesting thing to watch, how those the, the girls and boys headed in opposite directions. Um, you know, the girls this week, uh, they're pulling away from everybody, but they – they, they have some tough matchups coming up. They have Riverheads this week who got a big win uh, against Draft uh, on Monday night. And then they also have Stanton on Friday. Um, so I think that's a team to watch on the girls' side, that Stanton-Wilson game uh, that happened tonight uh, with uh, Wilson winning. Um, Wilson won that one. So Wilson, you know, who hasn't been great, they're now 3-2 and two in the district and kind of they kind of jumped up ahead of Stanton. So – those are kind of the interesting topics to watch on the girls' side. The boys' side, absolutely the Stanton-Wilson uh, game. I watched it tonight uh, from the beginning. Um, Stanton, they're both both solid. They both have good players. I wasn't overly impressed. Wilson got the win. I wasn't overly impressed with them. I, they have a good record. They're 10-3, and 4-0 in the district. Um, but they just, at times when... I thought they could really take advantage of what Stanton was doing, where Stanton kind of had a stretch where they just have three mistakes or four mistakes in a row. You know, Wilson would only get like two buckets out of it. They just didn't seem like they took full advantage of that. I don't think they have that guy they just give the ball to and say, go score. And I, I think Finn Irving has been that at some points this season. I didn't see that tonight. Um, so that's one game. But uh, I do think Wilson, you know, is going to have their battles in 3C, but – I'm really looking forward. It's still another week away when they play gap. They, the first time through the cycle of teams, they didn't get gap because of snow or something. So they play right. them twice about a week apart coming up. And that's, that's a big thing to look forward to, but that's not till uh, we'll record another episode again before they play. Yeah. And they've got Spotswood coming up this weekend though. That's a, yeah. Big, and they beat Spotswood once already. So that's, that's good too. I really want to watch that one just cause I, I wasn't as impressed with them tonight as I thought I was going to be. Um, so that, that's why I want to watch them again against good competition. I thought I was doing that tonight against Stanton, uh, and against Spotswood. I, I know it will be too. So, uh, wonder, that, that should be interesting. I wonder how much of that though, is just what that rivalry has become. It, not just in basketball, but it, it seems like every sport, but, and it wasn't saucy tonight. Like I, I kind of, that was why I was anxious to watch it. I, I was looking for a little fire. Didn't see it. I'd rather there not be fire yeah. the way we've seen it. 
Um, rivalries are fine. I had no problem with rivalries. Just some of the fire I don't like the extracurricular in the rivalries. Yeah, yeah, which we've yeah. had the past few and years. And that's a rivalry that you've seen lately that's been there. Like uh, when you get all these where Stanton was playing, the like had started playing some of the county schools because they're coming in the district or even right before that. Wilson's one they've always kind of played, and there's always been the football games, and that that was like the county matchup they had the most. Them or draft, but really Wilson. So um, it's been there even from before you were aware of it. Um, but it, it's been saucy lately, and you know there's a lot of ties there. Which you know Hartman had coached at Stanton before, and so I think that's kind of been a big part of it. And there's that little extra dynamic to it, and uh, you know I think he likes to. You know, he wants to be, he wants to win any game he's coaching, but also, sure. you know, maybe it's supposed to knife a little bit. And, um, but I think the players feed off that and, and it hasn't always been exactly in the way you want, but, uh, it's, it's, it's a good little robbery. Um, stay it and they just can't get consistent. They, they I was going to say, I did, it kind of feels like they've Wilson and gap are now definitely a spot, uh, above everyone else like I, that I agree I think Stanton needed to win tonight to keep that conversation going and for them to be in that upper echelon and now I think they're that I maybe they're the only team in the second tier because I do think the other yeah. schools are kind of I, like a third tier but I agree with that I think Stanton's that only team that has a chance with that top tier of, of being in there I think anybody can beat anybody on a given night but I think like multiple wins against that top tier they were kind of close tonight. They got it real close down the stretch, but then, you know, sure. Wilson at the free throw line has re- really put that away. The good thing for Stanton, though, as you say that, they play Gap tomorrow. Yeah. So, not great it's on back-to-backs, but they have their opportunity uh, right right here. Um, but that's a couple straight losses for, for Stanton. They lost to Riverhead the other night, which was kind of a surprise, uh, you know, as a surprise. And then this loss to Wilson, not as surprising, but back-to-backs not good. They're really going to be desperate for, for that win tomorrow not only to get out of a losing streak, but also to knock off one of that team above them on the lineup there. So Stanton, Stanton's that team I really want to watch this week on the boys' side. Stanton and Fort both. Stanton, now I think they kind of need to write the ship, but that their story I think it really gets told this week. What are they? And they've already lost the first one there, uh, so we'll see what they got. But Fort, they got to write. They got to do something right this week, or, or otherwise it's all going to be lost. So uh, for the team that won the district last year, I just. I think Fort has a lot to prove this week. And um, so those are the two teams I'm really watching out for this week. Yeah, uh, no, I, I think you're right on the boys' side. Uh, it just kind of feels like Ford has dropped off a little more than we maybe thought was going to happen. And, you know, with draft Waynesboro and uh, Riverheads, yep. they're just not they're not at that level. They can compete with Buffalo Gap, Wilson. Yep. Maybe they jump off and pick off a Stanton, like you said, Riverheads. Uh, beat Stanton already. They did it but, the other night, yeah. But it's possible. I, I, uh, I think if you play that game ten times, I guess what I'm saying is I think Stanton wins eight. So I, I, I'm not arguing that. I just It was a good win for him. Sure. Looking at Riverhead's schedule, a lot of these games that have been snowed out have been games that you give Riverhead's a good chance to win. Uh, it seems like they kind of faced a lot of their harder games of the games they've actually got to play. So I do think they have wins ahead of them. I don't think that matters for the Shenandoah District as much as I do – seeding in 1B, because that win against Stanton the other night kind of got them back in the mix for the seeding in 1B. Um, I think they have a lot of wins ahead of them, so I do think they'll they'll be in that 1B tournament. Um, I just, I, that that was just me looking. That's my homerism showing. I, I was analyzing the Riverhead schedule. <laughs> but going back to the girls for just a second, yeah. um, I, I would definitely say, you know, and I know you touched on this, Fort's girls and Fort's boys going in They're opposite directions. 
yeah, yeah. Fort's girls, without a doubt, that's the best team in Shenandoah District. Like, there is no question anymore. I, I liked what Cody said last week about Gail's style really fitting the, the girls' game to kind of set them apart a little bit better. I I, I agree. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. Just, you know, the height alone. You, you got a lot of girls the same height out there, generally in this area from our girls' basketball team. So, like, that style can really take advantage of that. And where you're not going to come up against this team that has, you know, three people that are 6'4", or, you know, three people 6'2 and above, like Stuart Draft would do when he was coaching there on the boys' side. You, you get to that team that just had bigger size and there was no rebounds to get. And, and, the, and the havoc didn't pay off as much. So I, I, I like it for them. You know, how long does that take them in the postseason? I don't know. Uh, but we're going to find out quick because I think they're going to come out as a decent seed in 3C, and they're going to have their opportunity. Well, that's, you know, that's what we want, right? We want our teams yeah. to, yes, to do. do well in that 3C because it is tough, but we'd love to see our teams do well in that. I, I just am disappointed about Waynesboro. I, I just hate seeing there in the bottom and both the boys and the girls basketball and especially like, especially basketball, like the, the history that Wingsboro's had in basketball in my lifetime. And even before it's just disappointing to see them both down there um, in this district that you had to think them coming from the Valley district in basketball sport there, they've traditionally had a lot of success in that they, they'd be battling immediately down there. And they're, they're not, everybody's beating up on them. They play Wilson twice this week. I don't think that's a good thing for either for either side there no they've definitely got some growing pains to do but i think um i know on the boys side at least it's a new coach so i'm hoping that's just a little bit of getting his system in and that it will improve as time goes on i but agree i know that you've already mentioned it once or twice but uh you talking about sports betting more than usual and you bet on virginia tech which you can't do inside of virginia so i know that no, means you I, I must have been, outside must have of the state battling. lines <laughs> I was freaky. I was staying in the sports book at the Greenbrier uh, Resort or whatever the official name is. They have the casino down there, which opened in 2010. And uh, they had the sports book and then it's the FanDuel sports book. And so my mind just wasn't working right. And I'm used to betting with my uh, DraftKings sports book and it checks my location. I'm in Virginia. I know it's legal now. I kind of forgot the fact I was staying in the casino. So I just didn't register, but I was like, oh, I'm not in Virginia. Like, I don't know how this works. And I, you know, like, I don't know if I can bet at all. Not thinking about me where I was standing. Like, they must have had a mic on me because all of a sudden a worker showed up out of nowhere. And she's like, it doesn't matter. It'll check where your location is now. And you can do it. And like, you can do it up here or you can just download it. Like, she heard every word I said quietly to my wife you know, at the corner of the sports book. So I've got mics uh, there on the table. Yeah. <laughs> the good thing is I didn't, I didn't go over to FanDuel, but I stayed with my, my sport uh, DraftKings, And I did, I made it more bets this weekend than I probably had any single weekend. Maybe since March Madness. I was going to say you were texting <laughs> was, about like football games. I was like, wow, Leland's going to town outside the state of Virginia here. I was just, I was around the gambling and I guess I was going with what I was most comfortable with was for the sports. Did it pay off? No, not at all. Oh, that's I bad. lost most everything I bet. Um, not one, but most everything else. Uh, everything else. The good thing is I have another one of my stories. I've done this three different times in my life. I take a bill, I put it in the slot machine, and whatever happens, that bill's it's gone. And we'll cash out or walk away. Doesn't matter what's gonna happen. 25 bucks on that machine, cashed out immediately, walked out. I 
I've done that three times. I've won fifteen dollars. I've won one hundred and sixty dollars, and I won twenty five now. So the casino, I'm up on the casinos. I'm one of the few people on earth that can say I'm up on these casinos. But uh, I had a good time. I was at the Greenbrier. It was a work-related event. And uh, the only way that I could conceive being at the Greenbrier would have to mean yeah, work I, was uh, re- related and uh, paying for it, uh, which is very appreci- appreciated by me and my wife. But we got all away this weekend and went to the Greenbrier. That's a interesting place because there's all kinds of history there. There's the history of it existing mm-hmm. uh, and the train companies owning it and, and running it. But then also that secret bunker for uh the congressional uh secret bunker that they built in the 50s and then no one knew about for like 30 years uh after it got done in the i guess right around 60 in 92 a washington post article outed it and it was decommissioned the next day but uh the interesting of how it's hidden at the hotel it's not when you think of a underground bunker you don't think about what you actually see there. And I'm not going to tell all the secrets because I want, if people go there, I, I want them to enjoy the tour like I did, but it's just not as hidden as you think it would be, but very cool. I knew, I'd always heard about it. Um, I guess since it was out in 92, um, but to actually see it and understand it was congressional and they had the, the space for the house and the Senate there. I, for some reason I thought it was like a presidential thing, but no, it's for the, for the Congress. And um so it was it was interesting to see. I'll tell you the bunks that they had maintained for them and stuff like that was not going to be up to what they were used to. I'll tell you. I mean, it was military style bunks and stuff like that. Uh, but I guess if they were in a situation like that, things are pretty grim on the outside. So, uh, you know, people still kind of ask, even uh, we were we were doing another thing on, on the campus there. And someone asked, like, do you still think there's still something hidden going on up here? And I was like, I mean, I think they can. I mean, obviously, there's a bunker somewhere else like. This, this wasn't the only one, and there's other secrets going on, but I still think there could be something, you know, dis- deceitful going on there, but I'm fine with it because I don't want to find out that it's there. Like, I'm, I'm fine with no one out in it, and I'm fine with a condition in America not occurring that uh, the Congress or anybody else or that would have to get outed for anything else. So um, it's an interesting place. Also, the casino that they built uh, in 2010 or for 2010 when it opened, they just ripped out the whole front of the – hotel outside and built it underground and then covered it back up and had 20 foot trees. They moved away and moved back in. I thought being a construction guy and there for construction conference, I was, it was very interesting. So that's, that's what dominated my life this weekend was, you know, learning and enjoying that and kind of stepping back in time into that place and, you know, drinking $9 beers on somebody else's dime. It was nice. Yeah. Well, that's always good when you don't have to pay for it, (laughs) but, uh, I was watching Ozarks this weekend because the new season dropped and I had the first half of the last season that came out on Ozark. So I was busy watching that. Uh, Finished that this weekend, uh, again, between college basketball and football, finishing finishing that. Um, But And I won't spoil anything, but... I will say there was just there were moments when I was watching that this happens every time I watch Ozark where I just scream at the television at these characters that aren't really <laughs> likable but you're kind of rooting for them and you're just like why are you doing the things you do like this is such a dumb thing to do and at least for some of them I was just like at the end of, at the end of the first half of the season I was like I'm okay with what happened here like I'm okay with that uh but 
yeah, it was just infuriating at times. But it's a good show. I know I'm Jeff Wright. Li- because- I know Jeff Wright likes it because he was telling us uh, on Twitter that he he's a big fan. Um, and yeah. so, poof. Hope you enjoyed. I'm glad the first you're not spoiling it because I do plan on watching that someday. You uh, haven't watched, watched any of it. No, we watched the first episode and we oh. weren't loving it. And yeah. then we've heard it's great since, but we've kind of been tied up with other things. And, uh, you know, rewatching West Wing for like an eighth time. But uh, at some point we're going to do it. So I, I think it's coming. Um, the other thing I had on a little bit of what you know that – what I know that you need to know now that Tech's down by 10 in that basketball game. Um, I got some more Riverheads Homer news if, if you want it. Uh, the wrestling, and this this is just because there I can't find a lot of information uh, easily about the wrestling in our area, but I do know Riverheads has a big week wrestling at Strasburg Tuesday, at Stewart Straft, I believe Thursday. I'm not sure if it's Wednesday or Thursday. I've seen conflicting schedules. And then they host the Big Red Tournament on Saturday. So, Huge week for Riverheads wet wrestling. I'm going to use this week as my chance to get back into it. Luckily, Riverheads pretty good wrestling program, but I also want to know what Wilson's doing and Buffalo Gap and, and Fort uh, and Stanton, all, all the teams. Uh, but, you know, going with my Homer school is going to lead me there, but I'll find out about the rest. But I'm excited about this wrestling. It, it's going to wrap up here. First week of February, they'll have the region. So uh, we'll get into that in February. Um where it's really easy to see all that information because it'll be uh, online easily to get to. So I'm looking forward to that. And then the other little note, uh, we talked a lot about the River Hedge football job. It got posted last Tuesday and it comes, or last Wednesday, and it comes off being posted uh, on Tuesday. So maybe when you are listening to this podcast or right after, uh, right after that. So that job's only getting posted for like six days or seven days, whatever, whatever that is. <laughs> um, I'd say that's a big indicator they know who's applying and uh, who they're looking at. So uh, I think all things point to a very reasonable answer there. I don't think someone's swooping in from out way out uh, here for that job. Yeah. Uh, I have no inside information on this end. Uh, so I'm, I'm waiting just like everybody else, but I, with the short posting, I, I'd say someone's got a good idea who's getting hired there. Yeah. I think Which is a good right. thing. I think, I, I think keep the ship floating the same direction. So. Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, But in terms of what I know that you need to know, uh, not much. It's just been a – I'm just getting into college basketball more, I guess. I'm starting to watch more college basketball because football is winding down. I need to. March Madness is going to be coming around, and I know what March Madness means in terms of investments and just got to get ready for that. You, You need to be ready. Got to be ready. But we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Yak Sports Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, however you listen to podcasts. That way you don't miss another episode. And you can interact with us on social media, Facebook, Twitter. We're at Yak Sports Pod. uh, Or you can email us, yaksportspod at gmail.com. You got something there, Leland? No, I was just agreeing with everything you were saying. So, uh, really appreciated Jeff interacting with us this week. And also, uh, when we call you out on the podcast and you respond to us, I always like that too. It, yeah. it, it's the double. You listened and you, you interact. So, John Leonard, you get the second straight week of getting called out there. And um, he does too. Yeah. I can't yeah, remember and he if was it was thankful a group that message he was or saying, not, but yeah. 
he's saying we couldn't make him mad enough to make him stop listening. And uh, oh my I, gosh, know, I've been on a roll on Wordle. That's what I know that you need to know. My Wordle streak is magnificent. Oh, no it's still cares. going. It's no on a roll. Cares. The no Wordle goal. streak. Let me pull it up right now and just let you know. Please Again, as of Monday, right now. 14 straight days. That's two straight weeks of what just straight Wordle domination. Week. That's been so good. Don't worry. Nobody we're going to get into soccer cares. here soon because we're starting Nobody to get cares. World Cup will be here before we know it. World Cup's going to be here before we know it. It's it's about to get real. I ain't talk about Wordles. I ain't talk about Wordles. I'll let you talk about uh, – I'll let you talk about the soccer. I'll let you talk about F1 racing and documentaries about F1 racing. That's going to be soon. Man, I am telling you, your best, your favorite time of the year. Your favorite time of the year is coming up. Soccer and F1. Can you believe it? Stanley Cup will be coming here before we know it. Get some hockey talk. Woof. Man, who knows how long that, that Wordle streak might be at 50 by then. That could be sick. Nobody's going to care then either. John will care. I'll tell him all about it. Well, make sure everybody listens next week because we're not going to talk about Wordle then, too. If, if my promise <laughs> bet, as, this, as the co-host of this podcast, if I hear the word Wordle, I will continue to talk until that person's done talking about Wordle. Bet. I'm going to get it in. <laughs> <laughs> talk to y'all next week. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.